the pond and across the ring and across the galaxies draped in gold, your dose of NXT, NXT UK recap action. It is I, Flobito, Flobo Boys, and I'm about to talk some wrestling with you, but as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the man who created the Anytime Radio Show, the man who created the Tip Top Hip Hop Musical Series. Give it up for the real Jack Farmer. Thanks for shouting out the things that are currently on hiatus that I'm working on. You um, deserve it. Anytime radio is coming back, uh, I've cleared up some room in the calendar, so it should be making a comeback sooner rather than later. I'm excited for that, and you guys all should be also. And I'm also excited that you are piling into the chat, hitting sitting here on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch. You've got a question. Just write it down. You'll sp spread the love that way. And we'll make sure you'll get to your comment if it's appropriate. And if you're listening to this in the audio version, five stars is what I need. I need some of that loving. You know how it is. This is Raped and Gold presented by GameAware. Learn more at GameAware.com. Jack Farmer, second mm. week of the NXT UK experience on Peacock. Any thoughts? Any changes of opinion? Yeah, it was um it's it's kind of jarring still just getting used to it and and you know figuring it all out. Uh this time I couldn't watch it on WWE Network. I don't know if anyone had the situation. I signed in and it said, "Nope, got to go to Peacock." And uh I went to Peacock and um you know, as a lot of people have said it's a little confusing finding out where to go, but what messed me up is because I was 5 minutes behind uh, finally figuring this out, I was like, you know, when you, you know when you're behind, you find the little areas where you can do little jumps ahead to yeah. catch up. Um, I was doing that for a little bit, and then I realized the way Peacock works is they upload the whole episode. So I was used like I'm used to just trying to fast forward a little bit until it gets to live and it stops you, right? Um, but it doesn't do that. So then I got too far <laughs> ahead. Uh, and then I was like, oh, no. And that's why I didn't tweet very much this episode. Because I was like, oh, I'm, I think I'm ahead of the world. I don't want to. I feel like Dylan Matthews over in Australia. I'm in the future right now. I can't go <laughs> giving things away. So, like, so Peacock, I have powers now? It's, a power. <laughs> it was, it was, it, it's an interesting experience. It still is very early on in a very big uh transition so i'm not saying it's horrible i'm not gonna bury them uh but it was a, a little jarring if i'm being honest uh the network worked for me and that's where i watched it but to be fair i didn't have to log in so there's a pretty good chance if i have to log in again that might be the whole death knell like get, get the heck out of here but uh i actually preferred the network uh head to head it didn't help us on fast lane because the network was 20 seconds ahead of peacock but again that'll be off the table soon so it doesn't mean it'll be, it'll be a moot point as they say. Right. Uh, but let's let's talk about the show today on the other side of the pond. Our main event was, well, I can't even call it a banger or a slapper because it was so much bodily damage here. Ilya Dragunov, Sam Gradwell, no holds barred, but the result's pretty much the same. Dragunov went crazy. It's, you know, we're running out of different ways to say banger and slapper and, and ways that to describe the fact that two people just beat the crap out of each other. I don't know if it'll be today or tomorrow, uh, but Gradwell's time is coming. And I always say this is a conflict business and no one, I mean, no one uh, in the UK or stateside conflicts like Gradwell does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that said, Dragunov looks like he's been going double time at the gym and uh, with his emotional demons empowering him like Bruce Banner, he does feel a little bit unstoppable right now. Uh, not that Gradwell didn't try the cable whips early on that just like cut him open on his back. Um, and I'm starting to think that no one 
Flobo can take a beating like Dragunov can. I can't imagine anyone else taking that much punishment, eating it, chewing it, swallowing it, and then cooking up some of their own the way Dragunov does. That said, Gradwell continued to show that he is a master of the mind games with his little begging off Dragunov and then attacking him during his uh, moments of weaknesses and even luring Dragunov into jumping off the top rope so he'd land on a pile of chairs uh, and even knew not to chop him in the back. But uh, it was no use. Red Fury was unleashed and he beat Dragunov or he beat Gradwell to death. Literally, I think he killed him. I don't know what's next for Dragunov. <laughs> I don't know what's next for Dragunov, uh, but I hope what's next for Gradwell is medical attention. Yeah, if, if it was next for Gradwell, the, the wake will be uh, at the funeral home next week. No, it, you're right. I think there's no one tougher than Ilya Dragunov, which is a really crazy thing to say, especially in NXT UK where everyone's tough. Like, tough is where they give out like candy. Like, Joe mm -hmm. Coffey tough, Rampage Brown tough, Walter tough. Uh, there's something yeah. that to be said about Ilya just throwing his body to the art, to the craft, to the sport every week and uh i actually you know it's funny because i've seen slams on ring subs before and i know they have to hurt but they yeah. never looked so painful until today <laughs> i was like oh i guess that does will make you have a bad day huh, huh, huh yeah, about that. uh the match you, is great you, you've said it you said it perfectly throwing his body into the art i mean the way he went off the apron and dove face first into uh whatever i guess the guardrail or whatever it was on the side of the the ring area there uh yeah the way he lands on things every match uh, and you said it on Twitter. By the way, if you're listening to this, you don't follow Flobo Boyce on Twitter. He's an amazing follow. Give him a follow. Uh, every every show is takeover for Dragunov. Every match he's in, just, yeah. he just takes a beating. And again, this is a business where every you're supposed to take a beating. That goes without saying. But, I mean, he takes it to another level. I don't know outside of Walter who can dish out enough punishment to stop him. Well, we don't really know where the uh, NXT United Kingdom Championship is going because it's being defended two times at WrestleMania week uh, within 18 hours of each other, which is pretty, pretty, pretty surreal. But is is it safe to say that Dragonon may have a champ, an opp championship opportunity on the horizon the way he's been working? It's so weird because there's so many people that deserve shots and he just had one. So, you know, my, my frame of mind, if you lose a shot, you go to the back of the line. Wow. But that said, I, I mean, who can, who can stop him? Uh, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking the, the next matchup I want to see is, uh, is Dragunov versus Coffee? I think Coffee. This is Coffee needs to bounce back against a strong opponent, and I think Dragunov needs to now start stepping back up to that top title level of contender. No disrespect to Gradwell; he's one of my all-time favorites right now. Uh, <laughs> all-time favorites right now. Hey, you gotta! I'm the king of the asterisk, baby. <laughs> smart, uh, smart. Um, but I mean, like, look, Gradwell's great. Gradwell's. I love Gradwell. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's time for Dragunov to get back into the conversation of the NXT UK championship. And that means he's got to face guys like Joe Coffey. That's the level of guy he needs to be in the ring with, a Rampage. Those kind of guys. Rampage already has a title shot, so uh, he's booked. But I think Dragunov needs to find those big bruisers, those guys who contend for the title, and start reasserting his name in there before he gets the title shot.
Yeah, it's it's going to be NXT UK Prelude where Rampage Brown has his first shot of the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Well, that's going to be talk about slapping meat. Oh my goodness me! Uh, well, you know, Walter's going to be busy that week as we as we just mentioned, also defending that championship against the Monster Champa, which we'll get to that in just quite a second. But another match I want your opinions on is your girl Jenny. Joseph Connors, uh, Piper Niven, Jack Stars, ladies being banned from ringside. And you had Joseph Connors taking on Jack Stars in a matchup that was uh, competitive, but the mm-hmm. result was pretty decisive. Joseph Connors, is he on the way back? Is he coming? Is he climbing up the ranks with his win against Jack Stars? Yeah, due to some whining and crying from Piper and Stars, Jenny couldn't be at ringside. Stars and Pipes. Just. Stars and pipes. That's what they said. That's what they said. I like it. Stars and pipes. So, dude. So, because of those two, we didn't get Ginny at ringside, which is just bad for business, if you ask me. But I digress. Those, those, these two guys. Uh, these are two guys that needed to get back to winning ways. After, if we're being honest, they, they're kind of the backbone of the brand in a lot of ways. And I think this is a great example of getting in where you fit in for both of them. Uh, and finding a spot for themselves. Connors, by the way, beautiful new tights uh, tonight. I thought, I think Ginny is really starting to rub off on him in all the best ways, stylistically speaking. Um, and Stars, to his credit, he still looks like he's putting in time at the gym. He's getting big. He's getting a lot bigger than he used to be. At least it seems that way. Uh, this match, I thought, was a perfect example. Of sometimes the win-loss records don't necessarily reflect talent. I thought it was a great match. I think they both look good. But yeah, Joseph Connors getting the... Uh, the decisive win, as you mentioned, in the fashion category or no, the match itself. He doing the, the match most, well. the most important category. <laughs> Look at those tights, Jack says. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you. It was a solid match. Not much to write home about as far as the actual work here, because we've, it's a very uh, standard match, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Because I mean, I I like a standard meal. That's definitely like the base level here. But the mm-hmm. two things to pull from this, what I thought was pretty cool. One, Joseph Connors won a match pretty decisively, which doesn't happen as often on NXT UK because the competition is that fierce. But yeah. Jack Stars, even in defeat, has a little bit of cheering up on the side of Piper Niven. Is it just me, or it seems that this uh, four-way story is not over after that ma- after today's match? Not at all. I mean, I think there's definitely got to be some kind of clash between Ginny and Piper Niven at some point, right? That's what we're waiting for. That's that, that's the prelude match, I would think. Um, but uh, is Jack is Jack's suit guy on vacation? It's it's office casual today. Yes, it's um you know it's <laughs> I got a half day today, so I'm uh, treating it a little loose, loosey goosey today. Uh, but you yeah, it. I think I do deserve it. Thank you. The I think that that's the prelude match, the uh, Ginny versus Piper Niven. That's what we're all waiting for. But again, I think the story is, as you said it, I, we sometimes take for granted just how good guys like Connors and stars are uh, because they always tend to get bad matchups where now they get a chance to really show how good they can go and show that they're not just pushovers. They're great wrestlers. And this was a good showing for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, sidebar about fashion. I like the the fact that stars is tights actually matches his leggings. Now that, that always tripped me out. Look, he's wearing his tights on the outside of his pants, but not today. And yeah. That quail man. Like, Yes, that's what it was. I mean, it was take me. I'm over Durango Doug guy myself, but yes, Quail Man. <laughs> uh, speaking of a brand new clothes, a brand new attitude, do I say just T Bone now? 
teaming with Primate to take on Danny Jones and Josh Morrell. While Boar is out officially, I thought it was kind of a week-to-week -week thing, but looks like he is done and dusted. It's a brand-new hunt. You'd even call it that. Jack Farmer, Eddie Dennis is your boy, or you think he's your boy. <laughs> what, you, what do you make of this match here today? What do you make of the new lineup of the hunt? What do I make of it? Flobo, what an upgrade. Some people are probably going to feel bad for the boar, but the first rule of survival is survival of the fittest. And the way Eddie Dennis has culled the herd to make his team bigger, stronger, faster, and smarter. They didn't just win today. They played with their food. The hunt no more, Flobo. You can pretend that Eddie Dennis isn't the smartest, the wisest man in NXT UK, but... Look me in the eyes and tell me this isn't a better team than the one that lost the tag team title opportunity recently. This is well, way better. This is an upgrade. It's a different team, which is my second question. D different chemistry altogether. T-Bone is formidable, but it's not the same kind of dynamic of the tandem offense we've known to see with the, the, the hunt. This is really more individual effort combined. Is this going to be the winning formula for the squad? I think Eddie Dennis, again, is one of these guys that's smart enough to know that you can't win with a team that doesn't win. <laughs> what? So Why is that Eddie Dennis? Why? You've got to change it up. You've got to change tactics, and that's what he did. And so I love that he took and found someone like T-Bone, who we all agree, big, strong, mean, tough. And he said, what's the weakest link on my team right now? It's the boar. Let's get rid of the boar. Let's bring in T-Bone. And now you're right. It is different. It's not just some animalistic duo. It's two strong, fast bruisers who can just crush people. This was a dominant victory for them. And even though, like I said, it took a little bit longer than maybe we thought it was going to, they were playing. They were testing things out. They were figuring out what they can use when they do get those big matches against guys like Gallus or Imperium or Pretty Deadly or whoever is going to be down the road. They were testing things out. They were working on that chemistry today. I think Eddie Dennis probably planned that on purpose. He probably didn't want them to win quickly because he wanted them to get that time in the ring together against opponents. Again, just showing how smart he is. Don't flame us in the chat. We understand his name is Wild Boar, but Jack gets so excited when gushing about Eddie Dennis, he called him the Boar. But we all know he was wild. <laughs> well, whatever, wild, man. fam. This is the corner. Uh, so <laughs> I hope it means more opportunities for them. Eddie Dennis is a fantastic talent. But we haven't seen him really have a one-on-one -on -one campaign. It looks like he's doing the whole player-manager thing. Uh, if I hope that in that case, their team is on the winning way, so we see more of him for your sake. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you thinking of me. Uh, but it may not. It may not matter. He's gonna win anyways. That's what he does. That's that's. It's like saying I. I hope that the greatest chess player in the world wins a game of chess. They are gonna win. You may not see that they're winning at the beginning, but they're gonna win. He's already thought the moves ahead. He's already got his wins. In in a few weeks, when they have another match, they already won. He already figured it out. It's already done. Do you know what, Jack? If Eddie Dennis had a match with Pat McAfee, who would you root for? Flobo, quit, quit doing this. Is UK? We're not talking about NXT Prime. <laughs> we talk about both. Why, <laughs> are, you, why are we bringing up NXT it's, Prime? That just seems the silly to me. Show. We do both. <laughs> Eddie Dennis was a match with Pat McAfee. Who do you root for? Eddie Dennis is a manager. Why would he have a oh, match? You son of a mother. Uh, what a flat. Thanks for coming in. Uh, <laughs> we got to move on because Jack doesn't want to Sophie's choice uh, him anymore. Uh, 
Our favorite wrestler of all time, Aaliyah James, had some action. She is a mascot of Jacob Gold. If you guys didn't know, we just, she doesn't know either, but don't tell her that. Anyway, <laughs> against Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn, much like Joseph Connors and Jack Stars, was on the bottom of the theoretical rankings of NXT. Did that for a long time, but today, not only did she win, she won with a completely different moveset, different style, different attitude, different conjuring. What is happening with Isla Dawn? And by the way, once again, shout out to Aaliyah James. Yeah, shout out to Aaliyah James, the official wrestler of Draped in Gold. She's kind of our, our I don't know, if, I was going to say spokes wrestler, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's just who we picked. It's like the home team. She's the home team person. Um, but yeah, Isla Dawn, she really tapped into the dark arts this one. Uh, you know, I, I put in my notes, is she going to pull the Wheel of Fortune or the Fool, though? I thought that was clever in my notes, but now it doesn't seem to really fit in what we're talking about. There's a commentary for me. <laughs> I the nail stage. Oh, I uh, maybe I'm going to my notebook. Uh. <laughs> uh, she did seem a lot more vicious, though. She really jolted Aaliyah with that kick to the head at one point. Uh, Kicks and heads will do that, Jack. Yeah, yeah uh, Aaliyah. <laughs> I you know, was jolted. <laughs> uh, I think what happened at the end of the day, she, I think uh, Isla Dawn just gave James more than she was bargaining for. Came Coming out so fast and aggressive. Um I think that Aaliyah James did show some fight in her and she connected oh, yeah. with some big moves and, and did well. So I'm still proud to have her as our official wrestler. But Isla Dawn, though, uh, she would not be denied. And uh, she got a commanding win with that dragon suplex she calls the call of the corners. She turned a corner, though. She's not going to, I think she's not that person she used to be that's going to be picking up L's left and right. She's going to be casting spells left and right. I don't know. <laughs> getting some wins. Um, <laughs> you know what? That was a silver platter. I, I can't even get mad at that one. That was that was clever. Well done. Uh, but speaking of turning the corner and changing, that all went to the side when she lost that match against Amanda Sadamora. Amanda Sadamora lost to against Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray saw Isla Dawn backstage, and there was a bit of a stare down, which wouldn't happen a year ago, even to Kaylee Ray's admission. So, what about these two? Collision course, maybe? A little side feud action? I loved this moment where Kaylee Ray was kind of like, Hey, I'm gonna like I'm gonna talk trash to you. Yeah, if you were this aggressive, you would have been winning matches a long time ago. But I'm the best wrestler. And then Isla Dawn sort of doing witchcrafty stuff, and Kaylee Ray being like, "Nope, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. not getting involved. <laughs> no." <laughs> I play SmackDown vs. Raw. It doesn't go well in the no, storylines. Yeah. No, it never goes well. She was uh, so she was so smart. I can imagine. You know, what if Randy Orton was smart enough to do that to the Fiend? You know, the Fiend being I'm creepy, and him just going, "Nope, not into it. Goodbye." <laughs> That's what, I, I that, was, that was a smart move on Kaylee Ray's part. One of the smartest in the game, like Eddie Dennis or Pat McAfee. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, I just want your opinion about uh, uh, pre Pretty Deadly in their little uh, promo. They had the first title offense next week against Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. Yeah, those guys just coming out looking like Lancelot and Galahad, being so handsome, doing so much good work. I love the uh, who are we side plate check. Yeah, it was so lame, but so cool. <laughs> that was such a fun, cool thing. I loved yeah. it. No, because no one else plays up the side plates like that. So it was fun to see. Uh, they're gonna have a good match, but I think pretty deadly are gonna have a long reign. I love those guys. I just love when the stamp circle was like, I never liked your mom. <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> yeah. They both kind of buried his mom, and it was uh <laughs> What a, <laughs> yeah, the surprise his mom got buried by his buddy. What a, what a <laughs> funny, uh, what a fun, yeah, those two are great. Like, they're, su they're such great talents. Like, 
it's a shame that more people aren't watching NXT UK to see guys like this because they're That's hilarious cool. and they're great wrestlers and they're great champs. And yeah, I love them. Yep. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> Speaking of tag team action, this was how the show started. The Supernova Sessions, one of the best talking segments in the entire WWE, but I'm biased. I always pick Ding Dong Hello. But close second is Supernova Sessions. And, well, Trent Seven got a little disrespected, an understatement, and he somehow put his friend Tyler Blake unseen into a challenge. <laughs> As they will eventually have a Mustache Mountain versus Noam Dar Shamus tag team match. A lot of things happen here, Jack, while we do this. But I mean, just before we talk about it, just I have to say, this is another great example of the kind of characters and the kind of people they have on NXT UK that so many people here in the States are missing out on by not watching NXT UK. Because a lot of people, myself included, Noam Dar, you're like, yeah, I saw him. He was, you know, back on 205 back in the day. Um, big deal. But then you see him get to be himself and get to do his thing. He's amazing. His presence, his the way he talks, everything about him is so is it's just so well done. And the, the supernova sessions, I'm usually against talk show segments in wrestling, but it's always great. He always knocks it out of the park. Hello, hello, hello. Hear me now, live from the moon. I don't even know what that means, but I'm excited about it every time he says it. Uh yeah. I lo I loved by the way, we're in broadcasting. Transitions are our bread and butter. What a fantastic transition he did from saying he won't be a failure to bringing in a failure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of failure, like, ooh. <laughs> uh, um, which I, I thought this was really well done with talking to Trent Seven before his match with Tyler Bate. Um, I love the way that he reminded us all that he's an OG of the cruiserweight division. And I think it's fair for him to be mad that he's been in this company for five years and never got a shot. And then some outsider like Trent seven rolls in and just gets a shot. Cause he wants one. I think he's, he's right. It's fair. And I think Trent got a little spicy because he knew that it was fair, but Shaw Sam is coming <laughs> That's in. how he got spicy. That's the reason. Just, <laughs> you are correct. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my my favorite part though is I think Shaw San was coming in and calling him a tart. I love I love the British phrases. Yeah, he got really mad about that too. He was like, oh, a tart. No, but every time every Supernova session leads to a great match. It's so it's such a good show. It, it really is my favorite uh, talk show segment. I think in quite some time in in wrestling i noticed uh probably about a year ago so i'm late to the game that those talk show segments are a part of wrestling much as like the matches are and it comes down to who can do it best for your brand you know whether whether it's like the Miz tv or the bailey show or piper's pit like i don't know I'm a fan for what they are. I actually actually like Abraham Washington as as dumb as it was <laughs> with Tony yeah. Tony Atlas going <laughs> like in the in the back for no reason. It was uh it was fun. Uh, before it, we sorry, I just I was gonna say they just feel forced to me typically. But uh, Flav says which Pepper likes to laugh the most. Aha ha ha you son of a <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Before we move on to NXT Prime, uh, it looks like, unfortunately, it's the last day of Nina Samuels being Zyra Brookside's servant. Um, any thoughts about this tragedy? You know, a good boss would have let their employee go home early, but no. <laughs> Not you. Brookside makes her work extra hours. But you know what the worst offense was? 
was making her clean that bathroom while that one Republic track or whatever it was was playing. That was the greatest offense that Brookside's committed this whole time. You got to boo her for life. What Republic? Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, it wasn't the best song. Now that you mention it. it was, I don't know what what that was, but it was, it was funny. They were like they were playing, and there's this upbeat, uplifting kind of vibe while she's cleaning a toilet. It, I was like, what the heck? Poor Nina Samuels has to do this while. Imagine Dragons is playing. I don't get it. But I'm on top of the world. Hey, hey, I'm on top of the world. Hey, I was sitting there watching all. I guess we are that gross. Ha, huh, sucks to be us. Sucks to be her, you know? Too late to be triggered. Uh, moving on, let's talk about this contract signing NXT Prime last night. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, man, they just going through some stuff, right? And Regal is at his wits' end. I haven't seen someone, I haven't seen him yell at people for such a long time extensively like this. These guys are going to kill each other. What is going on between the former members of the Undisputed Era? Well, maybe he wouldn't have to yell so much if he brought some order to NXT a little bit earlier on in things. Not this again. <laughs> You're not going to get Regal fired. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I have to say, this was a, as a viewer, this was great TV. This is a great contract signing. The promos sounded great. Uh, but what I walked away with was Flobo. Adam Cole wasn't wrong. I've been saying for weeks, Kyle O'Reilly wasn't ready to be a leader or a champ, and it was embarrassing to watch him try to be playmates with Finn Balor. Cole hit the nail on the head in this contract signing, and Kyle O'Reilly seemed to confirm it. First, by the way, earlier in the night, completely brushing off his friend, Roderick Strong, who, by the way, went through the exact same things Kyle O'Reilly did, uh, but then has the nerve to say he's the only one in the group that became a better person. Fine. Let's say he is a better person, though. Let's. That's not what pro wrestling is about. It's about looking out for yourself and making sure you win. And if you're doubting me, ask any other champion of their brand right now. Ask Roman Reigns. Ask Bobby Lashley. Ask Finn Balor if it's about being a better person or making friends. The parting words of Kyle O'Reilly, the parting words that Kyle O'Reilly left us with was that he can now sleep at night. He can sleep at night. That's not something a champion says. That's not something a winner says. Adam Cole's right. He already won. I agree. <laughs> I agree with whatever you said, 120%. I, I do think Kyle O'Reilly does win this eventual match, but everything you've said as far as why they're upset, why did Adam Cole turn, why the Undisputed Era is no more, I can totally see that because the Undisputed Era was Cole first, and then five minutes after he debuted, there was the group, uh, Red Dragon, and then they became Undisputed Era, and then Roderick Strong was Roddy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I if it was a comic book, Civil War, I'm going to side with Team Iron Man here. It really was. Adam Cole is the villain, but he's right. And I hate the fact that I agree with you. It really makes me sick. It's the second time this week I have to get it checked out somewhere. Um, but it's hard to root for Kyle on storyline reasons going into this. It really is. Yeah, I mean, because Adam Cole gave him the reins. He gave him the opportunity. And every decision he made after that was wrong. Every one of them, whether it be... Oh, by the way, yeah, I agree. I love the paperweight. Uh, Can Regal get a bigger off? I know Jack doesn't like Regal wants him fired, but come on, give that man a window. He held down the, the toughest brand of like four or five years, and he's in the corner office. 
a bigger oh. office. Maybe if he did some work, they would give him an office. What's he oh, got to do? Listen to me, Jack. What's, he, me. what's he? What's he doing? Is he? Is, is he? It's a, sad he, that I have a bigger office. I have no input in the society or any company whatsoever. And he has a whole talent roster. Can't give him a window, right, a bigger like, desk, a, like, a real desk. <laughs> like what's like what's he doing right now? Literally, he. He, he's a part of this contract signing as if he had anything to do with this. These guys were fighting already. It already was happening. He just like comes in and goes, oh, by the way, I signed this contract. Uh, I did something, <laughs> you know, like same thing with Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. They already wanted the match. He had nothing to do with it. He just strolls in and, goes, oh, I guess it's a match now. Come on. Come on. I, 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 I appreciate what William Regal has done, but – Every the inmates are running that asylum, and he needs to get some control over it. And maybe if he does, maybe he'll get a bigger office. Well, the inmates are running asylum because poor guy doesn't have a window, no fresh air. Go to the brain, mess you up. But I'm I'm for this match. Uh, I'm not sure. I forget which night this is going to be on, but it's going to steal the show. If not the cruiserweight title. Oh, it's going to slap. It's going to slap and bang. Uh, but let's. <laughs> I'm so, I apologize, y'all. Slap and bang. Let's <laughs> talk about that that division here. Uh, Jordan Devlin taking on Kushida, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers in the brand. Well, I haven't seen in a month in the same time. Looks like Jordan Devlin, Santos Escobar on a collision course themselves. And this may be the other candidate to steal, stand, and deliver. Now more than ever, we're talking. Ding, 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 ding. A ladder match? So, lots to unpack here, Flobo. Uh, I can appreciate what Jordan Devlin and Kushida did this week. Anytime they want to put on a match, they can take my money. We throw around phrases like two of the best pretty willy-nilly, but this is truly applicable between Devlin and Kushida. They really are two of the best. So, um, Devlin... Of course, once again, showcased his strength and his ability to improvise like that moonsault the outside and that uh, outside to inside cutter and things like that. While Kushida doubled down on being the best technical wrestler in NXT by working on that arm. That said, I don't think it was smart of them to do this with Stan and Deliver coming right up in a few weeks. And I think the injuries might haunt him a little bit. Kushida's banged up, probably especially after jumping off the stage. And I know Devlin's arm is going to be killing him for a while. But that said, man, the excitement of this match, I don't care how excited you already are. If you didn't pop out of your seat when HBK came out, you do not have a soul. That, Wait, was, the, that was such a cool moment. Uh, and now it's Escobar versus Devlin, title unification match. With a ladder match stipulation, I loved it. Uh, it's a great way to use a legend to make a moment like this feel even better than it already is. Fantastic all around. So you're saying that Kushida and Jordan Devlin are some of the or two of the best, correct? Yeah. And yeah. the match, the match slapped and and, and or banged, correct? Yeah. You but you're worried. It hanged and banged. It <laughs> slapped and wrapped. I don't know. But you're worried about the the potential of getting injuries. Uh, with the, the so close to standing deliver, correct? Yeah, I'm saying like you could see the way Devlin was holding that arm. You okay. could see, you know, so, I mean, because she just taking risks, jumping off stages. If it was me personally, I'd have said, Look, I'm staying away from the ring until stand and deliver. So, here's the question because you're saying that oh, Regal doesn't do anything, you have two of the best, and Jack's going to be in the corner, phone it in, phone it in. You can't do if you're the best, you want to keep going the best. Why not? Show people 
especially in Kushida's case, who hasn't been on TV in like six weeks, show me, well, hey, look, I'm still here. I guess I still got it. Kushida has a massive opportunity coming up, but that opportunity is going to be a painfully difficult one, having to go through a lot of different folks. So if I'm him, like, what does he get if he wins this match? Nothing. There's nothing, nothing to gain. He already is a part of a number one contender situation, and this match doesn't give him a better shot at that. So if you're Kushida, like I said before, you got to look out for number one. Wow. This is what you do for your shows too? <laughs> I give him the whole show. Nah, it's only Thursday. Nope. Uh, <laughs> if it was my show, it would be nothing but recap. <laughs> match number one. Uh, we'll talk Last about this. week, we showed you this recap. <laughs> oh, are you doing clip shows now too? Great. <laughs> It's all you talked about it a little bit, uh, which at first it went over my head. This North American title scheme, I guess it's better than a tournament, but it's gonna be a 12-person battle royal, which they're gonna basically record who gets eliminated, and the last six will have their own gauntlet match uh on night one of of Stand and Deliver. And the one who wins the gauntlet match is the new number one contender and will have a title match the next night. Now, I get it. We all love fresh ideas. We love all, all thinking outside the box. But when Regal said it the first time, I was like, huh? Just have him wrestle. Like, I went over my head. Is this too complicated? Am I just too slow? I think you're too slow because you're finally realizing that maybe Regal is in over his head. This is, I think, I think Gargano hit the nail on the head. He's cuckoo bananas. What is this? It'll be fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see how it shakes out. But, I mean, this this is a little cuckoo bananas, right? Like, I, the first time I heard it, I had to rewind it. I was like, wait, wait, what? What is this? Um, it is crazy, and it's unfair to Gargano. He's right. Yeah, now he, who is he going to prepare for? Regal's like, yeah, just prepare for all of them. Yeah, prepare for the entire roster. Like, that's fair. Wade Barrett said it himself, and unless you want to argue with Wade Barrett, you'll agree with me here. The champ deserves at least a week to know who he's going to be facing. And, and Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix said, that's not true. It's malarkey. What are you talking about? She said malarkey. You can't trust that. And plus, yeah. Beth Phoenix has always been out for herself. Every time I hear her, it's always about herself. I don't trust her. Wade Barrett has what always has called it down the middle. He's always called it down the middle. He's always been fair. He even referenced the rule book. Um, which you can find under the R section as calls it down the he, he's literally got Alexa Preferred to talk about bad news. That is his gimmick. How can he be down the middle? Sometimes calling it down the middle, you have to give bad news. That's part first, of the job. First of all, flat people fish for the authorities gotta return. Like I use the sources all the time when I cast. I don't okay, maybe I am fishy, but everyone besides me is not fishy because they have expandable capillaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think I think that I think what Beth was doing when she was saying things like malarkey is she was trying to use her vernacular to distract from what was being said. And that was trying to take away the fact that Gargano, since winning that title, has had Regal going after him, trying to find ways to get him to lose it. Gargano's held on to it for so long. Maybe that's why Regal's taken his eye off the ball with NXT for so long. You know what? I <laughs> Okay, fine. I see how it is. I am flabbergasted and flummoxed as to why you think that Daniel Gannon was right here. But I understand that interest of time will move on. Although, you, if you're a champion, you, you should defend anyone anyway in time. You will agree with me, though. He's right no. for wearing the title everywhere. 
Come on. I would totally wear my title everywhere if I I like holding it like Ric Flair. That's the way I would hold my title. But okay, fine. I'm not going to knock him for that. (laughs) I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to things I will not allow is seeing an absolute murder on television. Drake Maverick had a match with Walter and lasted all of nine seconds. Jack Farmer, why did Drake go, I'm going to do it for you, Killian? Why? Say it for another day. Um, you know, this is going to surprise you, Flobo. Uh, I actually, I actually gained some respect for, for Drake Maverick here. Not you respect people? It, yes, I do find it surprising. Look, I mean, I feel bad first off. He's just trying to pay his bills, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but he proved something to me today. Not that he's tough for stand up to Imperium, but he proved to me that he's actually a super superior in ring technician. The way he was able to get the ref to stop the match before he got slapped in the chest was brilliant. I I couldn't I couldn't tip my hat to him more. He found a way to have a match with Walter and get out of it without a chop. I don't know how you call that anything more than a win or anything less than a win. Is it called getting out if you pass out? He uh, look. You have a if you have the choice, Flobo. Referee stoppage or Walter gets to slap you in the chest. Which route do you take? Retirement. I'll take, I'll take that referee stoppage any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone who didn't get so lucky was Tommaso Ciampa. He got a chop across the chest or the clavicle, it seemed like. It looks like Ciampa has had enough of the ring head around North American United Kingdom Championship is on the line at the Sands and Deliver event. Now, you know how I feel about Ciampa. You know how I feel about Walter. Why is this a good idea? Champa's looking shredded to the bone, by the way. But you notice he did a little bit of backpedaling here. He was like, he, he came out and he was like, you know what? I I I I I, I realized I'm not intrigued <laughs> by 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 you. Uh, just the um title, the title. You did not uh, turn to a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yada yada yada. yada. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started running away, but his feet—he was in the air, and his feet moved quickly. But, <laughs> uh, but he didn't realize that Walter is the UK Championship. That's—they're one and the same. So that's why he had to take that wallop into the chest. Like, uh, could you imagine having your arms held back, knowing that that's coming, and knowing that Walter is going to want to send a message? Uh, what I love about this is this match that's coming is here in the States. Champ has got a reputation for being a psycho. He's got a reputation for doing a lot of things to get wins and being pretty tough to beat and being pretty tough to put down. So when he faces Walter, all of us stateside fans are going to finally get to see just how hard hitting NXT UK really is when the ring general chops down the psycho. Yeah, I, I think, in my opinion, Walter's the face here. But the side question, though, where is Killian Dane and where is Timothy Thatcher, you think? Uh, they're probably saw Imperiums around and were like, let's get out of town. Let's go on vacation. Let's head to South Beach. Let's do whatever because they're, they know that chops are coming if you're not part <laughs> of Imperium. Okay, I just wanted to see your opinion if they might be the next recruits, if they are going to expand. Killian Dane and Timothy Thatcher both have storyline reasons of doing so. But you're I'd like, nah, they peace out. 
I'd love it. I'd love it if they joined. I've been I've been saying that Imperium needs to start expanding for a while now. I want to see sure. Imperium factions on every brand. I want to see them everywhere. I want a 205 Imperium. I want a main event Imperium. I want an a uh NXT India Imperium. I want a SmackDown Imperium. I want a Raw Imperium. I want them all over the place. I want Walter to be walking around like dark side as the ruler of all of WWE under the thumb of Imperium. I actually said a bad idea. I personally would not go for it personally, but if it happened, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess that was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you would you sign both of them or one if you had the choice to? If you were the head of recruitment, who is more um, worthy? I think when you look at them, someone like Thatcher probably fits the mold a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, fits the look a little bit better. But I think you could always add a brawler and a powerhouse. And I know that they've been affiliated in the past, but so it, maybe that's where I'm making the connection here. But you need the American version of the uh, the Hatchet Man. I know that Killian Dane isn't a um, isn't American per se, but he's on stateside NXT. So I call him the American one because Alexander Wolf has been over in UK. But um, I think having another guy that can go in there and just bloody people up for the ring general to beat up afterwards is something that he could be very, very good at. Thatcher, oh. of course, does fit that respect the ring kind of mentality, though. Fair enough. Let's talk about people who respect the ring or beating up people within it. Carrying Cross, the number one contender of the NXT championship, had a match against Mubble, only Lorcan. Um, Karen Cross does make short work of this, but I have two major questions. One, is Karen Cross an uncrowned champion waiting to fulfill his legacy? And two, where the heck is Pat McAfee? So this was interesting to me because you, you kind of hit the nail on the head here. Uh, unfortunately, Danny Birch was injured. Why does he have to drop the titles? Why can't Pete Dunn just pick up the title? Other teams have done that. That's normal. Are they together? I don't know. They're a group. They're for the brand. They're all under the under the leadership of the great Pat McAfee. Maybe, but when's the Pat McAfee be on TV? It's been so long. They have different theme songs now. It's 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 almost like it doesn't exist. Guess what? They can Guess what? call each other. They can text each other. Just because it doesn't have it on TV doesn't mean it doesn't exist in real life. Flobo, they're they're all under his learning tree, and they're all gaining from being a part of that brand. I don't know why on or why. So let's say even if they're not together anymore, why can't Lorcan just say, "Hey, Pete Dunn, we're bros. Let's be a tag team." That's, That's a good point. We saw that earlier with the Broser weights when uh, when Pete Dunn was stuck here with travels that Timothy Thatcher would be Matt Riddle's tag team partner. It's definitely done before. It is a valid question. Yeah, so that bothered me. But that said, <laughs> anyway, we'll pause my gears. <laughs> that said, I liked Lorkin on his own. I thought he did a great job. He slapped the crap out of uh, Karrion Cross many times, and he hit a beautiful jumping calf kick from one Lance Storm, uh, who trained Lorkin. So, of course, I'm a Lorkin fan, but I thought he showed really well as a singles competitor. I'd like to see more of him there. For me, that was the big story of the match. That said, Karrion Cross does what Karrion Cross does. Um, and, uh, of course, Finn Balor comes out. I think Finn Balor won the, the promo battle again, though, personally. Yeah. I thought he came out sounding better. I like Karrion Cross on the microphone. I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the microphone, but I do think he's kind of a less is more guy. I'd rather hear Scarlett, I think, on the microphone when sure. these talking moments happen. 
I agree. I have in my notes here too. Balor stared out promo of the night. Balor goes back into well, I don't really have an official term for this anti-hero, I guess, because you don't use insider terms in the show. Uh, back mm. into the anti-hero space because it does feel very um, uh, antagonist from both men, but there's a common goal, so you get something to root for. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the um, I, I did want to just say, and we chatted about it offline, but. Uh, the the production value with everything under the WWE umbrella is so incredible. And the way they did the thing where they were having their stare down and then the logo for stand and deliver popped up on the screen behind them was just amazing. And I think sometimes we get so spoiled with how good they are in WWE at doing this kind of stuff that we this happens and we're just like, oh, that was cool. That was incredible. That was such a cool thing that they just pulled off and made it look great. Really well done for the people who put that together. Adam says, uh, exit promo, Balor, veteran championship promo, uh, champion promo, totally agree. And the production stuff has been A1. I always said this before, I guess to you offline directly, but if WWE ever decided to like spin off the production arm, just to be like a, a, a sports or esports production kind of a thing, they would make bank because their mm -hmm. vision, I'm not sure who leads that team, is just second to none. Yeah, but uh, yeah, 100%. Let's, let's talk about a uh, second to none here. Uh, my man, the colossal Bronson Reed gets in the ring for the in ring debut or in ring storyline debut, I guess, second match overall of LA Knight in a match that was surprising only on paper because traditionally, when someone comes and gets to be a high price signing, they have the momentum of their experience outside and hence leading to victory, but it wasn't the case. Bronze Reed splash LA Knight to hell. Uh, what's that say about both men? Thoughts about the match? Yeah, this was unfortunately kind of a bad example for kids watching because Bronson Reed went out there and destroyed a 25,000 custom made Armani jacket and still got to come away with a win here. But we'll let that slide. Uh, oh, I wow. Think, I think LA Knight showed a lot he showed that he's got a look he's got the athleticism he's got the voice he's got the moves uh and he hung in there with one of the biggest and baddest um but he's gonna have to stop and and rethink his approach clearly uh, at the end of the day i think this just showed that bronson reed is colossal and he is not going to be denied i loved 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 that move where uh, where LA Knight jumped off the turnbuckle and Bronson Reed just caught him and then power slammed him. And of course, that tsunami. Yeah. Jeez, the height mm -hmm. he gets and the impact he creates. I'm just going to say right now, I think he's got to be the front runner for that uh, Eliminator tournament or Eliminator rum, the Battle Royal into the Eliminator gauntlet. He's got to be the favorite. Like when I yeah. look at who's in there, there's a lot of tough competition, but I mean, he just, he just basically posted up his top time and said, someone beat me. I don't, I don't think anyone can. Adam says uh, a little surprised the LA was jobbed already. Uh, I think that Bronson Reed looked like the, I won't say favorite because there's that division. Other American title division is very flat because anyone can become a number one contender overnight. But mm -hmm. I do think being in those triple threat matches last summer, it is Bronson's time, and that gives a little bit of display of his talent. But I don't think it's done. Like LA Knight is not describing the person being like, "I lost a match, time to find somebody else." I got to feel he's gonna find a way to like bring down Bronson, lying in wait and waiting uh, when it's most opportune for him because he goes into his time, and that ain't just the truth; it's a fact of life. Or whatever he says. Uh, but it's I thought the match was pretty solid, though. That's it. 
<laughs> I'm not the guy that works at NWA, man. I'm just <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Loudly. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta put the levels in red. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how we get canceled, or people just like close out of our video. <laughs> he started right. screaming over nowhere. Uh, but hopefully, they have another chance, another match soon. And uh, top of the show was a little bit of tag team action in the women's division. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, the former reigning Gonzalez, taking on Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. You know I'm going to ask you standard questions about this. The one question I have is I think Zoe Stark is one of the fastest established characters I've seen in NXT for a while. Yes, and especially in the women's division particularly. But yeah, you're right. And and legitimately established, not just like, um, you know, not to, um, you know, we, not like a Mako in UK where she kind of just comes in and is getting a title shot because of who she is, but like Zoe coming in and sort of establishing herself from the ground up, but also <laughs> at the top very quickly. You know what I mean? Um, we've seen situations like this, by the way, uh, especially a lot lately where, we kind of get two rivals competing for the title, uh, but then getting involved in tag team division. And I thought this was an example of a real like first rate way to do that. Uh, as you mentioned, I think Zoe Stark is continuing to stamp her passport to superstardom, uh, just doing things like slapping Dakota Kai right in the face and then yelling at her. That's right. I slapped you. <laughs> I thought that was just a really cool way to put a little stank on things. Um, yeah. I, I have to believe that Dakota Kai is not going to let that go once all this is over. And I think we're going to see more of them. Uh, Io Shirai, though, she had a cool moment, too, where she was running around doing backflips. And then she did like the Neo uh, from the Matrix dodge move. And she just sort of shrugged like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And I think it's one of the most unheralded, badass things I've seen in the ring in a long time. Yeah. But but, dude, this uh, this this. This match, it was about that hard as nails. Raquel Gonzalez, so many moments. She is really taking her opportunities here. First, like bullying Zoe Stark and saying, you're not stronger than me, which it sounds like normal, whatever. You're not stronger than me. But if you're Zoe Stark, that has to be jarring because Zoe Stark has probably been the strongest person in all of her matches for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so to be in a situation like, yeah, you're not stronger than me has got to be difficult. Uh, but then also the way she just hoisted Zoe up Hoist. for a, a, a powerbomb choke slam thing, whatever she calls that, but big boots, Io Shirai in the face and then hits the move, gets the win, goes out and deadlifts the dead weight Io Shirai and gives her a powerbomb choke slamming thing under the, uh, under the announce table. A great showing for her. <laughs> After a great showing, after a great showing, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. Flobo, you're looking at the next NXT Women's Champion. Ooh, bold prediction, but I think um, fair. I think absolutely fair. Not to say that I hate to be those people. Like, that person needs to lose because I'm, I'm bored of them. But, I mean, Io Shirai has not had a challenge quite like Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, it's, it's hard to submit some of those longer appendages. You're not going to outlift Raquel Gonzalez. I don't. I think with her bigger stride, she 
could be technically faster in some ways. I mean, all the boxes are checked to be the doomsday to EO Superman, Superwoman, Supergirl. Well, doomsday to kill her. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. That's delivered. Uh, but also on the tag team ranks, we had a little bit of a, a, a mix-up or a jostling in the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Mercedes Martinez got that the, the bag, or half the bag, it seems, uh, mm-hmm. teaming up with Aaliyah in this match against Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Two things to pull away from this. One, Mercedes and Jesse would have won. Um, and two, Blackheart and Moon. I think I'm, I'm on board. I like him. Uh, yeah, the I was I was wondering, does uh, Robert Stone get his money back if they lose? Uh, the other Robert, half he gets back. Robert Stone, by the way, shirt of the night, great shirt to tonight. Um, what happened? I don't know what happened to Jesse. I don't know why she wasn't there, but uh, with all due respect, I mean, I think Mercedes is going to be an upgrade over just about anyone. There's very few people she wouldn't be considered an upgrade over. So good on Robert Stone for getting her to, to help out didn't work but i agree with you i think uh blackheart and uh, ember moon are a great team and they're really carving out a great women's division on nxt for their tag teams uh i mean they have a lot to work with there but uh i think they're a gr- they're doing a great job of really being the the people to lead that division and create a division that already is is looking very strong and very solid yeah, I'm not so much a fan of the, uh, the catchphrases, Fire Pit, Ember's Law. Uh, I like TCB's classic, Elvis, right? But I, I do yeah. think that when they come out, it's a it's an event, right? It, the, the rotating tank that you love so much and having howl and, and scream mm-hmm. is kind of cool, too. Uh, final round. The thing is, though, for Mercedes Martinez... Oh, by the way, Jesse was injured on the injury report. This oh, morning. I did not know that. W- would you keep her in – if Jesse was healthy, 100%, would you keep her as part of the Robert Stone brand? Does Robert Stone brand need to expand? Or is it best as the tag team? I mean, this is this has been going on for about a year and a half, this brand. We haven't really seen it bubble up anywhere. Would you have it? I think right now we need to figure out what the Robert Stone brand is. Because uh, right now – if if it's just him managing people, then he's got to start getting higher quality people on his team. And that's no disrespect, but he's not getting wins. I don't sure. remember the last time a Robert Stone brand person came, uh, came out with a win other than Mercedes Martinez, which was months ago uh, mm-hmm. in her, in her rise to face Io Shirai. Uh, and then her loss led to her being off the brand for months. So I think they need to figure out what they're trying to do, what they want to accomplish. Uh, if they want to add more people, that's fine, but you've got to start either adding winners or you've got to start at realizing that you're just there for numbers, um, which could be fine. You know, McDonald's doesn't necessarily win best burger of the year award, but they're also the most profitable. So, you know, I, I think he's just got to figure out what it is they're trying to accomplish and what they're trying to do. Uh, I think Robert Stonebrand is entertaining. I think it's great. I, I love what they do. I just, if if it's it's either got to be about wins, in which case you need to start upgrading all uh, Eddie Dennis, or you need to figure out how you can be profitable and great with a team that might not get a lot of wins. I just knew it. Jack Farmer just is b-boring Eddie Dennis. It always comes back to Eddie or Pat. I'm telling you, this guy, this guy, Jack Farmer, is a hater. All right. Yeah. Uh, just, Pat <laughs> before, on the back for the reference. <laughs> before you wrap this up, I wanted your quick opinion about uh, your boy, Cammy Grimes, getting the face of Roderick Strong, and they're going to have a match next week. Why do you get hit in the face, bro? 
Roderick Strong's the guy who's actually the biggest victim of this whole undisputed era thing. I feel like he's getting beat downs from both sides. He's not getting any chance for retribution. I feel bad for the guy. I like Roderick Strong. Uh, he actually has a good point in being crabby about all this. I think he crabby. missed an opportunity, though. He should have sold the undisputed era brand, make some money. Like, does he think they're getting back together? Like, why keep the brand? At the very least, just take the money and run. Uh, but I think Cameron Grimes could have really, uh, he's proven that he's a smart businessman. He's proven that he knows what he's doing. So he could have probably rebuilt the Undisputed Era brand in a really great way. I think he lost out on a lot there. But hey, bro, you know, Cameron Grimes will find something else to invest in. It'll probably go to the moon and it'll all be fine. You're the most sentimental person I've ever met. Sell profits, out. margins. What is going on? His friends broke up, man. <laughs> I mean, but you know what's funny is like he was like, "Hey, I want to be on my own. I'm gonna try to make a name for myself." And they were like, "Hey, we're down a guy, Roderick. Can you help us out?" And he's like, "Fine, I'll join you and I'll help you." Then they break up, and they're like, "Get out of here, you suck." And he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll help the other guy. Get out of here, you suck." He's like, "What? What did he do? He did nothing wrong, but both people hate him for some reason." I can relate hanging with you and your buddies. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's now time for my favorite part of the show is the MVP of NXT. We're talking about that one uh, individual wrestler or tag team or staff member, either NXT UK or NXT that did the best for you, Jack Farmer. Who's your MVP? I'm going to give it to Noam Dar. I think he has had a string of supernova sessions and every single one of them has been incredibly entertaining, has led to great matches has led to wrestlers becoming a bigger focal point it's literally checked every single box emphatically i think this is great and i think he deserves more credit and more time interesting uh my mvp is one you actually mentioned it was raquel gonzalez it's just a, everything you said just high boot neo sarai and basic deadlift that you said zoe stark from a from a, a weird position uh to exert her dominance even if you say oh man they are making it look strong or they are making it look good you can't fake that kind of punk so she was my no. mvp in a runaway <laughs> Well, Jack Farmer, it's about that time we hit the road, man. But you know the deal. This is where you get to promote all the stuff that's coming back, right? And things you're working on. Yeah. So, of course, for all of my stuff, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm going to be getting the Anytime Radio Show back up and running. Carved out some time for that, so next week it should be starting up. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always check me out on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every weekend, uh, whether it's on KDOC or Fight TV, presented by Car Shield. What about TikTok Hip Hop? That's coming. Oh, come on. <laughs> we we want it. <laughs> Yo, if you want to see Jack Farmer do live mixes in the hip-hop genre, follow him at Real Jack Farmer and hound him daily for Tip Top Hip Hop 2021. Um, but anyway, in the meantime, my hate mail, it's at Flobo Voice on Twitter. You can follow me at Flobita.com. I know Jack's going to hit that up real quick after this. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, got a, and, I got a template form for your hate mail. <laughs> That's definitely on brand. Uh, <laughs> Alluding of the week, our sister shows every Wednesday night live, but also on the podcast space, we cover Dynamite Jack I and our mutual friend, Roger Corral. But Jack Farmer, until next time. Do your best and be yourself.